0: Hey guys, welcome to episode number 22 flaws. I'm Sophie and I'm Haley. Oh, we're getting started right away. Woohoo! All right. So we got life updates. Do you have any life updates? No, no. <laughs> My, I mean, I started an anxiety med. Is that oh, a life yeah. update? That's a life update. Um, I feel like it's going good. Um, I started at night because that that shit puts me to sleep does it sleep yes you have a different med than i do yeah sertraline oh my gosh she was like yeah you should start at night because it can make people drowsy but so do you feel any different at all yet yes and no um
1: like flow it like it goes in and out
0: yes yeah for sure that's how i mean like i feel like it's definitely doing something but obviously i've only been taking it for um since monday did she say that one takes about a month to like get yeah. fully started yeah um i have an evaluation in april to see how it's going um but yeah i feel like That's you great. know i can definitely feel like a little bit of a difference yeah but i feel like obviously it's not going to be like perfect how do you right feel starting that? in med because like when i first started i felt like i failed my body like i felt like i was like I only have I to take know. a half tab right now until Monday and then I have to do a full tab. But well, like I'm
1: saying mentally, like obviously you're you were kind of like me, like meds. You don't want yeah. to change yourself. You don't want like I'm
0: like. I feel like I don't really feel anything about it, but like I do at the same time, like there'll be like thoughts that. I'm like, okay, like I have to take a med to be able to be mentally stable. Like that kind of fucks with me. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing this for my mental health. So I can feel normal and I can feel stable. Yeah. And I need that. So like, I don't know, it's back and forth. I definitely felt like when I first started mine, I felt like
1: it was, it was one of those things where I always told myself I was never going to take it. Like I can always deal with my shit. But I think there's a fine line between dealing with your stuff and then helping the shit that shouldn't be happening to your body. Like it's not normal to have thoughts oh, right. and anxiety. That isn't a normal thing. Almost everybody has it these days. But like you and I do not know how to live without it. And oh, it's weird definitely. not having all of those paranoia.
0: Yeah, I feel like just in this week like me and Cole have not fought at all because my anxiety has been like definitely a little bit more tamed. And it's crazy that it's already had like somewhat of an effect in a week. Yeah. So I mean like that's good. And you know, I can definitely like feel like my brain is a little bit more at ease. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like it'll actually work and do something. I'm just hoping that when I do the full tab, like it's not going to make me completely emotionless. Yeah. And like That's what I was a zombie. Of. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think um, what people don't realize is like you go in and you start usually at a lower dose. Oh, yeah. So, and you go up from there if you don't feel like it's completely resolved your mental stability
0: i guess yeah um so the first week i have to take half a tab which is 25 milligrams yeah um and then after that first week then i have to do the full tab which is 50 milligrams so, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm glad that I'm already seeing something in a week on that 25 milligrams. Yeah. So, that's why I guess I'm a little bit nervous um, starting that 50 milligrams because, like, I know I can feel something already even in a week. Yeah. Um, I'm just nervous, yeah, but- I guess, that it's going to totally, like, change me and I don't, I don't yeah. want it to. I just want it to take away the things that I can't Are control. normal. Yeah.
1: That we think are normal.
0: Yes. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I just wanted to that was a good life update. Cause I like for like people listening, I'm sure if there's people out there that are like, I have anxiety and I don't want to go get meds. And you and I are two people that have recently just started medication and it's helped us tremendously. Yeah. And I don't feel like mine has um completely resolved it, but I've also not gone back to get a re up. I feel like it's a lot better for me, but I also felt like that I didn't want to be changed as a person, but I don't feel like it's changed me because I have started at a lower dose. I'm sure if you're like too high, it might do some other things to you. But yeah,
0: but there's also, you know, so many different prescriptions for anxiety um, and depression or whatever you're taking a medication for that. There's so many different ones for each of those things that just because you're taking one med and it may affect you in a way that you don't like doesn't mean that you can't try something else. Yeah. So not every single med is going like, to work. like hold out,
1: like give it, give it some time. Yeah. And see, you know, give it time because it yeah. does take time. No,
0: I, I totally agree.
1: Okay. So my life update is um, talking about my mother-in-law. So I haven't talked about this at all. I've talked about it with like my close family members. I haven't even talked about it with you, um, just because this is our talking
0: <laughs> era. This is our talk
1: sesh, <laughs> <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> um. So anyway, a few maybe a few months ago now, my mother-in-law contacted my husband and asked to go have lunch. I think they went out to lunch. Yeah, I think so. Um, they went out to lunch and. I was like, okay, what's gonna happen? And I guess I haven't really talked about her at all.
0: Yeah. I mean like a little bit in the beginning. There. But not very much.
1: Not in detail. Like it's things kind
0: of irrelevant. <sighs>
1: uh she's not in the girls' life. Um, she is a little bit, I guess, now, um, with my life update. Um, but beforehand, she was just a person. Yep. And nothing else. And she never came over. There's a lot of things that happened in the backstory, which I guess probably should be another episode because there's a lot to it. Um, But anyway, recently she went out to lunch with my husband and literally didn't bring up anything that happened to him at all. No, like I shouldn't have said some things like maybe I should have um, done things differently. Like they didn't talk about any of it and my husband didn't bring up any of it and I was honestly I was very pissed like he came home and I was like so you didn't talk about anything and what's really hard about this is it's not just Zach and I that we're like think like talking about like we have three kids to think about and it's affecting all five of us and sometimes more people so anyway I was pissed off about that so then she contacted me and asked me to go out to breakfast or lunch. So we had decided to go out to breakfast at my favorite place, Honey Hashery in De Pere. Um, so we went out and it was super awkward. Like I'm very hurt by some of the things that she said. So she is like talked down to my family. Um, like her, she had a whole session way back when with my husband and his sister, who I love. Um, and essentially it was a bash sesh for most of me and some of like his sister. Um, and, and a little sprinkling for Zach, of course. But everything was like, you did this at your wedding and you did that and it, you were terrible for doing it and didn't include me and uh, that you know, she just bashed me up and down.
0: Isn't it your wedding?
1: (sighs) Okay. Anyway, there's a lot. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot. Um, so anyway, I was very hurt by things. So we went to breakfast. She didn't bring up anything like, and I wanted to see if she was going to bring up anything because she asked me to go out. And I, when this all first went down, I had asked her many times, like, I would say probably three or four times to actually just sit with me because her biggest problems were with me. God knows what. I feel like I've always treated her well. Yeah. Um, and she said no every single time I reached out to her. So it was like, to me, it was like, okay, well, it's her chance to reach out to me. Like I'm not reaching out anymore. Right. So this is her first time reaching out. And so we got to the point where oh, I just hit my mic. Um, We got to the point where... We were just finishing up our meal and just sitting and talking. So I said to her, I'm like, I guess we'll have to talk. I'll have to ask the hard questions is what I, I said to her. And I could tell her face just dropped like, oh, shit. Like, if anybody's going to say anything, it's going to be me. Right. Um, so anyway, I asked her, I'm like, I know that there's a lot of stuff that has happened in the past. And I said there there was no like none of us. We're like, we don't want her to be in the girl's life. There wasn't any of that animosity. But like, I told her, I'm like, we all needed to heal from what has happened and things that were said. And I said, I think the last year and a half were good for us to all have to heal mentally. I, she didn't say anything to anything I said. She didn't say, um, you know, there's things that I said that were hurtful. She didn't,
0: she didn't say anything. It's because she has a victim mindset and always I, has. Yes, that's exactly what it is. The only thing good that that, di- that, that lady does is make some good fucking caramel bars. Kay? She does. That's it. That <laughs> I have the, that recipe. <laughs> that is the only good thing that that woman can do. I Okay, so
1: I just really am struggling because I know like my husband really wants this thing to work with her. And I think part of it is because one thing that she did, and we heard this from Zach's um, uh, dad, is if she did not have a relationship with Zach and his sister, he couldn't. So he dropped off the face of the earth. So I think part of why my husband wants to make this work is that he can have a relationship with his dad, which they're extremely close. Yeah. Extremely close. Backstory, it's not really his biological dad. This yeah. is like his stepdad technically that has been in his life for a long, long time. Um, we call him his dad. So it's really, really difficult for me to be in this. I don't, I don't know
0: like you're just kind of thrown in the mix because you're his wife well and apparently like
1: all the issues like seem to fall on me and i don't understand it and that's what i told her at the table i was like i felt like i've always tried to be a a good daughter to you i always tried to like come um make cookies with her for holidays you know when when like zach's sister didn't want to and um I feel like I've always tried to include her and I have always made her gluten-free meals because she's gluten-free and make her things. And she had like surgery in the middle of this blowout and I fucking made her like gluten-free lasagna. And it's just like, I feel like I've bent over backwards and she didn't say anything.
0: Well, here's the thing. Some people you literally can never please. And I feel like that's very hard, especially for you and I being people pleasers, is you feel like you have to go above and beyond for people, but they'll never truly appreciate it. And I feel like that's where, you know, these hard feelings are coming in is you feel like you've done literally everything possible, but to her, she'll never appreciate it because that's just how she is. I mean, she can appreciate it to an extent, But, I mean, clearly she's holding all these things against you. Well, actions speak louder than words. Oh, definitely.
1: But it's, like, for me, it's more of, like, I put myself out there. I came to breakfast. I talked about these things, and she said nothing. And that just, to me, it put off a sour taste in my mouth because it's, like, have you really changed? And, And here's my biggest thing with my kids. Don't come in my kid's life and fucking leave. Because my mom did that to me many times. Yeah. Don't show up for one concert and then decide to not come for any of the others and think that you're the best person in the world. Yeah. Like, and so I'm, I'm really, really fucking struggling with her because first of all, I, I don't feel like, I don't know how to act, first of all, because I'm very turned off by her. Like I, I can, I don't feel like I can open up. I don't feel like I can say anything to her without her going behind my back to other people. I mean, she talked to like her whole family. I'm like a terrible person and like, I, I haven't done anything. I don't think that I've done anything. And if I have, why hasn't she said something to me personally? The only person she's said things to is Zach and his sister
0: I feel like she has a very jealous mindset. Yes, that's exactly it. Because she's getting, like, you're getting everything with her son, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she's not getting anything. Well, obviously, you're not getting anything because of your actions and how you're proceeding to go about life and how you're proceeding to have relationships with you know people that your son loves so i just i really don't understand yeah why she just thinks that that's okay and then will well, somehow get in like so it's not like, gonna work that way she
1: comes over once in a while like once a week i guess and for the first few weeks that she was coming she like wouldn't get down on the ground and play with the girls like she wouldn't do anything um and just like try to make conversation with zach essentially and Zach, like, called her out and was like, well, you need to, like, try to build this relationship. Why do we, as people, have to look at the grandma and say, make this relationship work? You shouldn't have to.
0: Yeah. You should not. never
1: have to do that. So that's, like, besides the fact. But, okay, last thing I'm going to say about this is Zach did, like, another lunch with her. And um, at this lunch, Sophie, she brought up that when her and I went to the strawberry patch, um... Her and I, it was just her and I, we were picking strawberries. And I remember this, like we were talking about my parenting and like what I feel my parenting should be when I have kids. This is before the girls were even a thought. Um, And I had told her like, there's things that my dad and Carrie did as parents that I absolutely do not agree with. And this is not something that they don't know. Like yeah. there's a lot of things that I don't agree with what they do. um, And that I wasn't going to do that with my kids when I had kids. She took that as I was talking shit behind their backs. And then I talk shit about people.
0: What? You're just saying that it's you don't just, agree with somebody else's decision. Well, and, and just because you don't secret. agree with it. Yeah. It's not a secret. Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean that you're shit talking. Everybody has their opinions and well, I just don't it, And here's my thing about that is
1: like there's things that you and I will talk about people. That stays between you and I. Yeah. Because guess what? Everybody has an opinion about someone. Yeah. It's good to talk about things like and it's not like I'm going, oh, this person did this and it's a lie and it's going all over the place. Like I would tell my dad and Carrie right in front of their face. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's just it's crazy to me that that's the one thing she brought up at this lunch with my husband and it's like has she really changed. So I'm struggling to open up to her because I don't know what the fuck she's going to say behind my back. Yeah. So I'm just, I want to be there and I want to have the girls have her in her life. But the other part of me is like, is it good? And I've been through too much trauma with my family that it's just reminding me a lot of things of that. So that's my long life update with her.
0: I feel like that might have been the whole episode. (laughs) Oh, anyway. 17 minute life update. All right. Let's get into it. Okay.
1: Okay. So we're talking about flaws today. Yes. Whatever. And I feel like this goes with this because there's some things in here about me. (laughs) So one of my biggest flaws, in my opinion, is like how I was raised as a kid. And I feel like that goes into what your flaws are as an adult.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Like I feel like there's things that happen as a kid that I have like transpired here and that I have to work on in the now. But... I mean, do you see that too? Like with yes. some of the flaws that you have?
0: Definitely. Um, I was actually talking to um Cole's mom about this last night. Like, I feel like I have to please everybody in every aspect of life now because I was constantly walking on eggshells, like my entire childhood and just throughout life. And I feel like I've never been able to be good enough for anyone, yeah. even my own parents. So I mean, like, being raised like that and having to walk on eggshells and be careful of everything that you do definitely made me into like a people pleaser which is yeah. one of my biggest flaws. I mean, I definitely I struggle that down, with that. Yeah.
1: That's one of mine too. So going off of that, I actually ran into talking to maybe this was a TikTok. It's probably a TikTok. Um is somebody said that, you know, like how we're thinking of something and we're like, oh yeah, we're going to go to the store. And you're thinking like, oh, do I look good enough? Yes. My hair is not long enough. My my stomach's hanging out. And, it, and the this person said, stop your brain from thinking that because it was put in there by someone. Yes. Whether it was your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or your uncle, it doesn't matter. But a lot of those things that are coming in the back of our brains and is kind of like the angel and the devil on our shoulders is things that people have put in your mind before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Friends. I I I totally agree with that. I mean, like for me, I feel like that devil side is, you know, all the negative things I've been told throughout my childhood from, you know, my parents, my brothers, everyone around me. Like, and I feel like that is probably my biggest flaw because it, really affects me and how I think.
1: I just thought that was like a very interesting perspective because I never thought of it that way, that some of the things that we are actually thinking in our brain is that like someone put it in there.
0: Yeah. And I told Cole's mom that I've never had someone teach me how to be worthy of myself and how to not pay any kind of to others around me and what they're thinking. I constantly walked on eggshells to watch my every move and watch everyone around me to make sure I was doing everything right. And even then, I didn't do anything right. So growing up that way, it definitely affected me and how I think and how I act. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a big one for me too, being worthy of things. I've gotten a lot better.
0: Yeah, I struggle with confidence. Um, There's some days that I feel like, you know, I'm like the hottest shit on earth. Yeah. But it's very rare that I feel that way and it's just because of you know my whole t- like 20 years not 23 because yeah. like the last three years I've been pretty good but yeah like 20 years of my life I was constantly told you know what a piece of shit I was yeah. or you know why did why are your ears so big why are your eyebrows uneven why yeah. is this why is that why do you do your makeup this way why is your hair so short like this, 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 and that, and all those things, they come together and affected me and how I think about myself. Right. And now I'm like overly, you know, nitpicky about how I look when I go in public. I'm like, I have to do my makeup. I have to, you know, do these things. I have to make sure my lashes are done because I feel like not put together and yeah. I feel like somebody's gonna judge me. And I'm constantly worried about what everyone else is gonna think of me. But it's hard to just stop that on a limb. Because I've been, you know, trained to think that way my whole life. Yeah. So I really struggle with that. And I know I care way too much about what other people's opinions are of me. Um, And I am like striving constantly to make everybody like me, which is not any way to live. I mean, yeah. it really isn't. I'm constantly putting everyone else's opinions and everyone else, you know, up in front of me and letting myself slide down the hole while everyone else is getting, you know, yeah. Put on a statue. I feel
1: the same way though. I I feel like,
0: um, maybe
1: like right after I got married, I feel like I changed my perspective on things and it took a long time for me to change my perspective on like, I'm going to say no when I don't want to do something. Um, and And the other thing, I think we talked about this on the last episode, is you have to give courtesy to your friends around you, right? Like, there's things that they're going through that you may not understand. And, like, everybody's going through something and you have no idea what that is. And that could be one of these flaws.
0: Yeah, and that's I feel like that's something that I struggle with, too, because... I'm horrible at saying no or like standing my ground in certain situations, especially when I know it's like people that I care about. Yeah, I have a really hard time saying no, because like you said, you don't know what other people are going through. And I don't want to be the person that like triggers somebody else by saying no and, you know, not opening myself up. So that's like really hard for me. In those types of situations, because you really do never know. But at the same time, you have to protect yourself sometimes, and you know, say no for your own well being. But I I struggle with that because I'm constantly thinking about you know how everyone else is feeling, and I don't want anyone to go through the things that I've gone through. Maybe
1: you need to think about your like you're talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, you're different. Cause I no, but but I shouldn't be because here's the thing, like you and I butt heads pretty frequently. Oh yeah, about. Yeah, sure. about stuff that you and I both find important or not important. Yeah. And I feel like one of those things is you and I in our whole relationship, we've always butted heads. Oh, always. But we've also never been like, peace out. See you later. You fucked me over. Yeah. Like, whatever. Say our fucking piece. I fucking hate you that day. Move on. Yeah. Like, and I feel like you and I have both struggled in our life that if someone done us wrong one time, we kind of are like, see ya. Yeah. And like, I feel like as much as you and I butt heads, I don't think if any one of us needed help with something, we would be like, no, like you fucked me over. Yeah. Like we would always in the background be there. And I think, I think that's how most relationships should be.
0: I feel like we don't butt heads as much. Anymore, I mean, we do probably like once a month. We'll like yeah. bitch out each other over text. <laughs> like, okay, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, we b- get irritated with each yeah, other. I think we is more. we've gone through like a lot of the same like similar things, so I feel like that's why we've never. But like, like okay, you, sh- but ya. like we, you should
1: think of like a conversation with someone else to be like that. Yeah, like okay, we butted heads. Let's move on from it now. We yeah. set our piece and it's done with.
0: I feel like. Yeah, I totally agree. But another thing that like I really struggle with is not being in control. Oh, God, this is so bad. Um, (laughs) I grew up where, you know, the parents were in control. I mean, not really my mom because my mom was gone all the time. Yeah. My dad was in control. Yeah. And, you know, when you're constantly seeing someone, how they act, like it grows on you. Like that's how, you know. Yeah. You see things. So now for me. I don't like to control people, but I also don't like not being in control. I don't, like, I don't feel like, for me, I'm toxic about, you know, like, you can't go here, you can't do this, you can't wear that, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not controlling in that way, but I like controlling the situations. Example, like, I don't like the unpredictable. So if we're going somewhere and I don't know what's gonna happen or who I'm gonna see, yeah, I don't like it. Like anxiety. Yes. So my example is because I know a lot of people are gonna relate to this. If you're the type of person that when somebody invites you to go somewhere and you say, "Who's all there?" That's you being in control. You yes. want to know. Yeah. You want to know who's gonna be there, so you you know, if there's one person that you don't really get along with, you're going to be like, no, I'm not going. I'm good. That's how I am. Yeah. And that's you being in control of the unpredictable yeah. because you're not going to go if you don't know who's all there. I'm the person that'll be like, who's all there? First and last name. I need to know. I need yeah. to know everyone who's there. <laughs> and it literally will drive me up a wall if I do not get that information. I'll be like, okay, I'm not going. I'm yeah. not going because I need to know. Or like if we're going out and I'm like, okay, what bar are we going to? Where are we going? How many bars are we going to? Are we bar hopping? What are we doing? Like, I need to know that information because I cannot stand the unpredictable yeah. and I need to be in control of those situations. So like, I think
1: this is where like the healing process comes into is it's like, know that you're doing that and go, all right, if that person's there, I'm going to say, hi, see you later. I'm going to go do something else. Like come up with a scenario or a few different scenarios and just be like, okay, how can I how can I make this situation better?
0: Yeah, I feel like, you know, and that's, <laughs> I'm really bad at this because if I went somewhere and I saw somebody that I cannot stand them, I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm leaving, but I shouldn't do that. Yeah. I really shouldn't because then you're letting the other person win. Yeah. I mean, you're letting them control your life to a point that you're not able to go and enjoy something that you like to do because of them being there. So what if they're there? Ignore yeah. them. And that's something that I really struggle with because there's like certain places that I don't go because I'm like, eh, I know that they might show up. Like it literally makes me sick to my stomach thinking about these but people I think showing up.
1: This is one of those things with the anxiety pills Yes. that are supposed to help though because this is paranoia. Yeah. This is one of my flaws too that I wrote down is being paranoid and that's of like being paranoid of the unpredictable. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that we try to do when you talk about controlling is we try to stop what we can't control, right? We can't control what those, those scenarios may be And when you can't control there. who
0: goes where. You can't control yeah. every situation in your life. And but that's this something is also, that I need to heal from. This is also one of those things where in the back of your mind, you got to be like,
1: who cares if that person's going to be there? I'm going to do me. Yeah. And like that's where the bottom line is is I've been getting a lot better just in the past maybe three four years of being like I don't care what they fucking think.
0: Yeah. And that's you know where I am really bad with because I constantly care what people think. So I mean you're always
1: going to heal. There's always going to be something to heal from. Yeah.
0: And you know the first step is acknowledging that and acknowledging what you need to work on and then just taking those itty bitty steps every day. But Like for me, I just, it really makes me sick to my stomach, but I need to stop letting these people control me. Yeah. And letting situations that I can't control control me. Yeah. And that's, you know, a fine line of what do you do? But it's hard because if you're trying to control every situation in your life, you're never going to be able to have any fun. And all these situations that you're, you know, going on about and exaggerating about is going to control you. And then you're going to have even more anxiety. Yeah. Because you know, it's controlling you. But uh, my biggest thing is like going somewhere and, you know, seeing someone that you don't like is it goes back to being a people pleaser. I, and you know, my confidence level, I'm constantly thinking about what other people are going to say about me, how they think I look, if they think I'm ugly, if they're going to talk shit about me, if you know, they're going to do whatever and say whatever about me. It's hard for me to see people that I don't like because of that. And I know that it could happen. And I really shouldn't fucking care. Like I should be like, who cares what they say about me? I'm me. And they're not me. They don't know me, you know, and, but it's hard for me because I'm constantly thinking about what other people think of me and, you know, what they're going to say because I want everybody to like me because I know how great of a person I am. Yeah, It's just hard for me to grasp the fact that I should not give a rat's ass what they say. I just like, I feel like I have to control what they think about me. Yeah. Even though I can't control everybody's opinions because they have their own. But, but I
1: do want to point out like a lot of these flaw AK flaws that we've brought up is a lot of things brought back to how we were raised, our childhood and how that that stuff went on. And it's not that you can't fix some of these things. Yeah. Like this is like talking like for you and I, we talk about that on this podcast. It's really nice to talk about what we're going through, how we're thinking things, because it is a healing process to be on this podcast in general. Yes. Like just to put it out there and, and knowing and telling people, like, this is how we feel about things. We're not alone. And we know that we've had multiple people reach out to us saying, Oh my God, I thought I was the only person to think this way. And it's really not like that. There's many people out there. And I think, Part of it is talking about it and starting your healing process. And maybe your healing process is just starting to talk about it. And that can be to anybody. Get yeah. it out there. Someone that you trust. Um, and, and I just wanted to bring that up. That all these flaws can be, are not necessarily flaws.
0: Yes. And it, I, you know, well, I feel like. It's building character. Yeah, <laughs> right, I feel like I think about it this way. Okay. You know, there's so many towns that have been absolutely crushed from tornadoes and, you know, hurricanes or whatever. Natural disasters. Yeah. You know, all these towns that you see that get absolutely ruined, what do they do the day after? it's done?
1: helping people.
0: They start helping everyone around them. They start, you know, cleaning up the mess and they start building their buildings back up. So when you feel like you're absolutely at your worst and, you know, you're in the ground and you don't know where to start, just start by, you know, picking one thing up. Yeah. Doing one little thing. And then when you get to a point where, you know, you feel like you're at a clean slate, start building yourself up. Start figuring out what you need to do to build yourself up and not let the one quote unquote flaw or, you know, thing that happened control your whole life. You need to continue to build your town back up. Yeah. No, I agree.
1: No, I think that that's a good way to end it, even in. Um, start healing from these things, start talking about it, get it out there. You're not the only one that's struggling with these things. Yeah, so definitely. Anyway guys, thanks for listening.
0: Bye.